Hi everyone, Grant K here for the Flame Premium Learning Channel. This video continues to look at the story-centric workflows available to you in Flame Premium and Smoke Advanced. The previous video looked at a variety of techniques including match and swap shot. The techniques relied on using the desktop-centric workflow in the context of the sequence. However, Flame Premium and Smoke Advanced are also capable of maintaining the story-centric workflow directly in the sequence. This involves using batch effects directly in the timeline. In previous versions of Flame Premium, you would have to go from the desktop into the player in order to see the timeline. At that point, you couldn't really do anything of consequential value because you weren't in the desktop anymore. To add to this, artists had to load timelines into the batch module before being able to apply a batch effects to segments in the sequence. In simpler terms, you had to load something into a module to get to another module. However, with the current version of Flame Premium, the various core creative components of the software such as the timeline, batch and reels are all at the same creative level connected by a common creative environment. This allows for a smoother and more natural progression in most creative workflows. For example, the editorial could give you the context on how to develop the look of a shot. So you start manipulating the visuals in the timeline to rough things out. And once you have experimented with the ideas, you would begin to develop and iterate versions of the composite. This is where you could match shots out and work on them individually in batch. However, bear in mind that there is no defined route to work and each method can be complementary to each other. Now the story-centric workflow using batch effects will be familiar to smoke artists as well as flame artists who have ventured into the timeline in batch. So starting with the edited source clip in the media library, I'll drag it into the desktop reels via the media panel to make a working copy. Remember you can also drag directly from the media library to the desktop reels in the viewing area. I also want to open this as an edited sequence clip. So I'll drag the clip into the timeline working area. When the source becomes a sequence clip, the red tab will appear with the relevant indications. Hold Ctrl and swipe the edge of the screen to hide the media panel for now. Now I'll navigate to a shot of Piccadilly Circus in the sequence. You can drag the positioner or use the up and down arrow hotkeys to navigate the transitions in the sequence. I would like to do a sky replacement and grade the shot. There is the match and swap shot method from the previous videos on story-centric workflow. However, this time we will keep things permanently in the timeline without matching it to the desktop. The other small point I'd like to make is that there is a dissolved transition at the end of the shot. So there are additional frames that need to be considered in the VFX for the transition to work. The batch effects in the sequence will automatically take care of this. Now applying the VFX pipeline can occur in two levels. Starting off in the sequence, you could apply timeline effects without the complexity of a node tree. For example, if I just select my shot, click on the effects button and choose 2D transform. 
Now you have the mini toolbar to make immediate adjustments as well as the advanced editor to fine tune the specific effect. Note that in both cases, the player is interactive and no rendering is required to work with the effect. You should be familiar with the concept of timeline effects because it is almost identical to soft effects in previous versions of Flame Premium and Smoke Advanced. However, in this version of the software, all the VFX tools in the sequence are driven by an underlying batch node pipeline. This architectural change makes your experience with Flame Premium completely different from pre-2014 releases. Firstly, the interactive behaviour requires no rendering and you won't see unrendered frames in the player. Secondly, there is no difference in the tools or performance in Flame Premium if you use the timeline effects or expand into a batch pipeline. So you will get the exact same floating point precision results building quick timeline layer composites as an alternative to having to build a node flow graph. For example, I will drop a matte container with a logo onto layer 2. This is keyed with the new comp node which brings proper blending modes as well as correct pre-multiplication and unpremultiplication to the timeline as well as batch. This pipeline is continuous throughout even going into batch. So taking this example we have here, let's replace the sky and grade it to develop the look. I'll ensure the shot is selected and call up the effects ribbon again. To expose any timeline effects already applied to the segment, you must enable include timeline effects. Going into batch effects, you can now see the node pipeline that was built under the sequence to apply the effect. Now if I had a multi-layer composite in the sequence and I selected all the segments upon coming into batch effects, those sources would be available. In addition to this, control and swipe will bring up the media panel and you can drag sources in from anywhere in the workspace. One important point is that with the main batch view, batch controls its own frame-based time. So you set the duration timecode and other settings. However, BatchFX exists within the confines of the timeline. So it always references its main timing from the record timecode of the main timeline. However, you still have latitude inside of BatchFX. You still have the timing view to do basic editorial, timing offsets and render clips directly in BatchFX. Now returning to the task at hand, I'll delete the 2D transform node and drag in a batch snapshot I did earlier. This will speed things up a bit to continue looking at the workflow. I'll feed my shot into the MUX node. So with this shot, I keyed and rotoscoped the sky. This was followed by a bit of grading and extra lens distortion. Having a look at the batch node tree, you will see the batch effects output node. I'll connect the Lens Distort node to it. As you know, pressing F4 will give you the result of the selected node. But if you press CTRL-ALT-2, you will get the BFX result at the end of the flow graph. This saves you having to set a context at the end of the node tree if you are working downstream. 
However, exiting back to the timeline view, there is the logo on the layer above the batch effects segment. In an editorial context, it would be very useful for you to see the layers even if you are buried deep down in batch effects. So just ensure that the focus point of the positioner is on the topmost layer. You can use page up and page down to move the focus point between the tracks. Going back into the batch effects segment, you can now press Ctrl Alt 1 and you will see the entire timeline results of all the layers on top of the batch effects clip. You can obviously use this view at any time, but let's go back to the flow graph. Now saving your batch effects can be done in a number of ways. Since batch effects resides in the sequence, just by saving the sequence clip, everything is stored with it. However, you can still perform a snapshot within batch effects, allowing you to save your work as well as iterate and version your creations. This also means you can load your snapshots into the main batch view and continue working there if required. There is also the BFX clip, but we will look at that in the next video. Now the BFX output node settings are locked to the original segment in the sequence. And currently, you are only moving within the frames of that segment. However, you are operating in the context of a timeline. So at this moment, we are looking at the batch effects segment range. But you can switch the play bar to display the full media range of the sources used in batch effects. This means you could work with the head and tail frames of the source clips. Or you can switch the play bar to display the entire timeline range, giving you the complete context of how this batch effects fits into the edit. Using Ctrl Alt 1, we can see the batch effects timeline result. Now here is something really useful. Press Alt 3 to show three viewers. Now hover over each view one at a time and set the viewers to the batch effects timeline result. In the play bar pull down menu, set all the positioners to be free. Now click one of the views and drag the positioner. Now select the other view and drag the positioner. So you can now view different timings within batch effects for animation purposes or you could monitor the entire timeline range while focusing on a specific node. Hopefully this should prove extremely useful to you in a lot of different situations. So coming out of the batch effects to the sequence, you will see that the segment has already updated with the changes and is in sync with the sequence. I also want to stress that the dissolve transition carries the VFX through to the next shot. At any time, you can just double click on the segment to go back into the batch effects and make amendments. You can also still perform editorial operations to the batch effects segment like trimming for example. As long as there are head and tail frames, the source footage won't freeze and you can extend the length of the batch effects segment. And if you wish to version any batch effects segment in the sequence, hold Shift Alt and drag a copy to the next available track. With the story-centric workflow, you are keeping it all in the sequence and this is probably good for the majority of work you do on a daily basis. 
Coming next. In the final workflow-centric video, we'll look at round-tripping between the story-centric and desktop-centric workflows using the BFX clip. Thank you for watching and please subscribe to the Flame Premium Learning Channel for future videos.